We see with our brains, not with our eyes. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a full-time mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and founder of Team Therapeutic Fitness. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. We're going to talk all things how our brain receives information and how it alters what we see. Are you ready? Let's do this. Today we are going to talk about what happens when you and I are sitting in a room together. We are witnessing a conversation before us and we still perceive the situation entirely different. Your perspective and mine are not the same. And if we retold the story, yours would look very much different from mine. Nothing is wrong with either of us. So let's get that clear. First things first. But we have something that I like to call a filter. Okay, so when I absorb new information through any of my senses, but especially through what I see, what I notice, what I'm absorbing, it goes through a filter before my brain can do anything with it. So this is really difficult to take a situation as it is because we can't see past this filter. Everything is run through that. And our filters are something that happen naturally over time throughout our lives. You might still be viewing situations from a filter when you were a child. Now, I'm not saying you're immature or you can't handle hard things, but I want you to understand that some of these things have changed how you see situations, how you receive new information and your perception of things. So as an extreme example, I want to talk about, because you know I'm a trauma-based therapist, trauma is my jam, it's what I do, it's how I help people heal. I look at everybody through this lens that we go through things and it changes us, okay? So I want to talk to you about what happens when you and I are both in a car accident, okay? It's horrific. The ambulances arrive. Physically, we're okay. Mentally, I walk away completely traumatized, unable to drive a car, needing therapy, not being able to sleep at night, struggling. And you walk away physically fine, but completely unaffected. Okay, short of the car being mangled, you're like, man, you know, now I got to find a new ride or whatever, but I'm all right. You're sleeping fine at night. It's okay for you to drive again, ride in a car, mostly unaffected. So what happened? We both experienced the same situation, right? We were both in that car. We were both in an accident. Why was I traumatized by it and you weren't? It comes down to resiliency, okay? Trauma happens because of lack of resiliency, that ability to bounce back from something, This is not a human flaw because you might be traumatized by something that I wouldn't have been, okay? So it's all about perspective. Now, it's really common for for people to say, well, I've been in a bad car accident before, Jacqueline. You know, why, why are you traumatized by it? But I wasn't because in that category, your resiliency was higher than mine. Now, say I experienced being mugged 
And maybe I was like, man, that was scary, but I'm all right. And you experience being mugged and you're like, I can't leave my house anymore because I'm so traumatized. Okay. Do you get the point? So we all have this filter that we see and experience things differently. So why is this important? Because it's impacting your everyday life if you're not aware of what your filter is. So if you have childhood trauma, we talk about this all the time, your brain has changed physically, chemically. It has been altered by the trauma that you experienced. So I want to share an example that I see all the time in my office that you will probably resonate with. So I have a lot of clients who've experienced abuse, anything from domestic violence to childhood, sexual, physical, emotional, verbal abuse, where someone was neglecting their needs. Someone was not using their power over this child in a healthy way. Okay. And you might resonate with that to some extent. So what happens is in childhood, you start to adapt. You start to figure out how to keep yourself safe. So if you were someone who was physically, emotionally, verbally, sexually abused, you started figuring out what situations does that happen in? What do I need to stay away from? So if my abuser is drinking, I'm going to steer clear because I know that then they tend to lose their shit and I'm probably going to get hit or they're going to say something hurtful. Or I know that if my parents are arguing, I'm going to stay in my room a little bit longer because I don't want to get brought into it and be a part of that conflict and start to have put downs placed on me. I'm going to keep myself safe. I'm going to adapt, okay? Situations where I would normally expose myself to this person, be with them, spend time with them, I'm going to start avoiding those things. I'm going to start picking up on facial cues, right? I'm going to start noticing when my abuser gets angry. I'm going to be very aware and alert to frowns, to raised voices, to posturing body language, right? I'm going to be on high alert to those things, whereas someone else as a child wasn't exposed to those things and they're not on high alert when those things happen. Okay, so your brain had to adapt and then because you never went back and healed it from those things, which is now what I'm doing in therapy with all of my clients, is going back and healing those things, not just day-to-day stresses, like let's dig deep, let's get into where did this come from, right? So if you never had the chance, the opportunity, or took the time to go back and heal, now your brain filters everything through that, okay? So the next time you see someone angry, raising their voice, brows furrowed, you know, upset, swearing, you're going to go back to that place of fear and I need safety now. So your brain is triggering like crazy. Whereas other people who haven't experienced those things, they're like, yeah, that's annoying that that person is yelling and swearing and, you know, being whatever, but I'm not emotionally impacted by it, but you are. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, so that's the difference. Because you were exposed to that fear-based response, now your brain filters everything on high alert through that. Okay, so when someone flips you the bird in traffic and your heart starts pounding because you're like, what did I do wrong? Oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm so sorry. You're trying to wave. You're trying to fix it. Not everybody has that response because you perceived that situation as someone's angry at me. And so therefore, through my filter, that means I'm about to get yelled at, hit, hurt in some way. 
and I need to be safe. So I need to get out of the situation. And that's called your fight, flight, freeze response. Okay. Basic survival instinct. So your filter is on high alert to certain situations. So if you find yourself in a lot of conflict with your partner about the same thing over and over and over, or even with a parent or even with friends, if you're noticing that you're like, man, something about that constantly sets me off. I would urge you to dig deeper. Where did that come from? And what filter is your brain perceiving this information through? What is it being sifted through that those past experiences are still having an impact on your present day interactions? We don't see with our eyes. We see with our brains. Everything has a filter. I want to give you more examples of this. I want to talk you through so that you can start identifying these things in your life because I promise you these old childhood wounds or maybe early unhealthy relationship wounds are still very much impacting you. It irks me when people say, I just don't trust people. I can't. No, that's your filter. You as a physical human are able to trust people, but you've learned and adapted through this filter that you can't. So if you had someone cheat on you and you bring that baggage of hurt and pain and distrust into your next relationship, you're going to go through the same cycle. You're going to experience hurt and pain and distrust with this new partner because you're still seeing them through that filter you created. That need to check their phone, that need to know where they always are, that need to track them, that need to be obsessive about the relationship because you quote unquote can't trust people. That's a filter. That is not a basic human thing that you were born with. Something happened to you and maybe numerous things throughout your life happened to you. Abandonment, loss, pain, hurt, you know, being betrayed. All of these things that created a filter. It is not impossible to heal that filter, but it has to be done with intention. It has to be done so that you start noticing where are these filters impacting your life in a really negative way. Because filters also keep us safe, right? I have a filter that tells me not to touch a hot stove or I'll get burned because I burned myself once as a child, right? Like there are some good filters that keep us safe, but for the most part, filters are super damaging and something that we need to take a look at. Where does this come from and how can I actively heal that? Now, if you're not sure how to do that, I highly recommend hiring a therapist, hiring a coach. This is something I specialize in and will be happy to consult with you and see if we could be a good fit. Shameless plug, but this is my jam, you guys. You sit here and you listen to my voice day in, day out, right? Like we're always connecting. You watch my Instagram stories, you connect on my pages and I love you for that. But that's not doing the work. That's the easy part, absorbing new information. But if you're not utilizing it, if you're not processing it through with somebody, you're missing a huge chunk of the healing process. And so I need you to understand that this is what I do in the online space, in my therapy offices. You know, most people who I connect with on social media, I'm not going to see you as a client in my private practice, but I will work with you one-on-one over the internet, 
you know, live video chats and we can connect in that space so that I can guide you through this process. I can help you figure out what your filters are and then guide you in healing those. You deserve to look at a situation and take it for what it is, not for what your brain has filtered it to be. Let me say that again. I want you to take in new information for what it is, not for what your brain perceives it to be. I always come back to the example of, I didn't grow up in a household that yelled or was, you know, aggressive in their communicating. We were very passive. And I learned that not talking about it was easier um, and it meant less conflict if everyone just stuffed their feelings, which I, you know, now understand was not the greatest route. And then I had to heal those things anyway. But I still have this filter that aggressive language is bad. Aggressive communication is harmful and scary. And I have to recognize because Derek, my fiance, soon to be husband, very close, grew up in a more aggressive, assertive, you know, let's hash it out kind of family. And so when he comes at my life, I have to realize that's a perception. He's not coming at my life. That's how he learned to communicate. That's his filter, right? So then I can take away some of this like, oh, it's not about me. He's not actually yelling at me. He's just being passionate and that's how he communicates. So I'm not only aware of my filter, but his too. And that is key in building a healthy relationship as well. I so hope these filters are resonating with you. I would never wish trauma on anybody, but the fact is we all have it to some extent. It may not be debilitating in your life, but it's there because I see trauma as some, some life experience that changed you in some way. And we've all been through that. So I want you to really dig deep on this one. What are your filters and how are they disrupting your life? I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful for this time together and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.